Good morning, ladies, and this is Lisa with Christian Warrior Woman. As you know, if you would like um, a deeper dive into the subject or the subject of improving your relationship with Christ, I would recommend you can go on Amazon and um, get the book of Christian Warrior Woman, Taking Back Your Faith, Family, and Future, and that will help you have a guided um, plan on moving your relationship forward with Christ. It's got a, a number of um, testimonies with miracles and just witnessing the power of God and appreciating in our daily life how he is activated. So today's lesson, I pray that you are in a comfortable place, that you are, your ears are open, your heart is willing to receive and that your eyes are focused on who is our true healer, our provider, and the lover of our soul and our heart. So this morning, I want to talk from, if you've got your Bible handy, I want to talk from 1 Samuel chapter 1. And what I, talk, what I want to talk about today is how desperate are you? How desperate are you to hear from God? You know, in life, in everyday life, when we're desperate for something, what do we do? We invest our time. We invest our money. We invest in tracking down people that can help us reach our goal. And is it any different when we need to hear from God? What you will learn in the book and hear through the testimony is how desperate I was to hear from God and what steps I took. But I want to share with you steps that are similar, um, that's in 1 Samuel, of a mother. And many of us want a lot of things, but where is our foundation? Where is our baseline for our life today? You know, we can make bad decisions and we can have a true desire to correct those, or we can just continue to make bad decisions and just keep asking God to rescue us from the circumstance. But isn't part of knowing and having a relationship with Christ is having that life be changed as we grow. We're going to make mistakes over and over. Oh, you better believe it. I still do. But are we going to make the same mistakes over and over? I surely have in my past, and I'm sure I'm going to possibly um, do that in the future. But does the Holy Spirit correct us? Does the Holy Spirit speak to us to remind us, is this the right choice? Is this the right path to achieve what you desire? And most of the times, it may not be what we want to hear, or God may put someone in our life that reminds us. And isn't it awesome. And isn't it great when we could be seeking and believing we're hearing God and doing things that we think are of God and to have someone speak into our life? Something or we come across someone who gives us a word that makes us realize we're going the wrong direction and then helps us get to the right path. I had a man once tell me that he was having an affair 
on his wife, and he actually thought that God wanted him to be happy. So he brought this woman into his life. And I had to ask him, where in God's word have you seen God do that? Where did you see him tell a person to deceive, cheat, and hurt or break a covenant relationship to make, make them happy? And I said, you see how you allowed the enemy to make you think what you were doing, which was basically pleasing yourself physically, make you change the character of God. You know, no matter what choices we make, good or bad, the character of God and his word doesn't change. He promises that in his word. So if you are today desiring and seeking God, possibly for financial you might be in this pandemic time frame. Your finances may not be in the best situation. You may be living day by day, not sure of where your rent is coming from, your food is coming from, or your electricity bill is coming from. You may have a terminal sickness and may not know. Or you may be a woman waiting for a husband who is a godly man who will be a man that will um, steer the ship of life with you. Or you may be desperate for a child similar to um, Hannah in this story of 1 Samuel. So wherever you are, what I'm trying to say is when you're desperate, God is there. And so I want to talk about when you're desperate, what are you doing? in that desperate time. You can choose to complain. You can choose to be envious. You can choose to be jealous. And you can um, choose to believe that God is not for you. All of those positions do not usher in the presence of God. It does not bring forth the desires of your heart. If anything, you could be today using your mouth to keep the blessings of heaven from you. So I want to make this short and tight and sweet so that you get it. And I would recommend that you play this over and over because the enemy does not want you to know or how to change your behavior. And what passage of scripture can give you a great example of a woman that even in being taunted by another chose to cry before God versus lash out at being ridiculed and mocked that she chose to trust God. She chose to believe. She chose to hear words of affirmation and to take those words as truth and to have faith in what wasn't happening for years and, and knowing that God would come through for her. So I want you to hold on to that. Whether you have breast cancer today, whether you have stage four today, whether you are desiring to 
change your life, get out of abusive relationship, whatever that may be, I want to talk about what steps you can take today to stand in a place of confidence, to stand in a place of faith, and to choose to believe that God is going to come come for you and fulfill that hope and that blessing and to have peace about it. So let's start in 1 Samuel. So I'm going to go down to what I've already started talking about, that, you know, each year um, Hannah would go before. She was one of the wives of her husband. But when we look down to 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 6, we see that Penina would taunt Hannah. And it says, and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year, it was the same. She would be taunted. Hannah would be taunted. And they went to the tabernacle. And each time, Hannah would be reduced to tears and not even eat. Her husband would ask her why she's not eating and isn't um, his love for her basically better than having 10 sons. Mm. But that wasn't. Um, Hannah believed and desired to be a mother. And think about the role of women in that time frame. You know, to bring your husband a son, to bear him children. That was a key feature of a woman's life. And she wasn't able to do that. And we realize um, through God that he can create circumstances that put us in a position to be so desperate that he can exalt not only us, but also our children. So what I like about when we get down to verse 9 through 18, it shows the step Hannah took. She didn't eat. She prayed. And she prayed in such a way that the priest thought she must be drunk. Her mouth is moving and he wasn't hearing anything. So you know what I think of? Here she was praying in the spirit. Here she was connected with heaven in a private line that the priest couldn't even hear what she was saying, but saw her mouth moving and saw how engaged she was. And it says that she was in deep anguish. When you pray, do you give the Lord like a minute? You just say, oh, Lord, I need X, Y, Z. And then I go, but do you go before the Lord and share all the emotions? Imagine she was being mocked and picked on. And you could see when someone is, it says in verse 10, she was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. So you can imagine all of that pent-up emotion is what she was bringing to God. And she was asking him 
to change her circumstances. But she had also shown that she had been faithful. It doesn't say here that when she was mocked, she cursed her out, slapped her, or took any violent or bitter type type of action toward her or even her husband. But that it shares that she prayed for a son. She also and, and, and said that the Lord, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, she talked about what she would give him back. And I'm not here today to, to talk to anyone about trying to manipulate God and making promises you know you will never keep. But how about the first promise? That I will choose to live a life before you. That I will bring forth praise to the heavens. That I will testify of your goodness. I've talked about that in the book, and I have used those in my life personally. That, Lord, you know, I will, before I even wrote the book, I was telling the Lord that how I will share his testimonies. Anyone who knows me really well knows I will text them in a heartbeat and share um, big miracles, little miracles, subtle miracles. But I want to be a woman of praise. So I ask you today, in your circumstances, are you a woman of praise? Are you a woman that when the Lord blesses you with someone who might give you a free lunch or someone that might share that you prayed for them and they were blessed, do you share the goodness of heaven? Because what are we? We are those lamps. We are those lights in the world that are to show those in darkness our God is real. If we walk around sad, depressed, and a mess, we're showing them that we're not children of God, but we're children of a burden. So here we are, still in chapter one, and she is praying to the Lord. Eli, I'm down in verse 12, he watched her, seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound. He thought she had been drinking. You know, imagine, he's thinking, she must be drunk. And he went to her, must you come here drunk, he demanded, throw away your wine. Well, obviously the Lord hadn't spoken to him in that moment. So he just took it upon himself in the flesh to make a judgment. But in any case, she let him know in verse 15, oh no, sir, she replied, I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger. But I am very discouraged and I am pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. In verse 17, in that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. And in verse 18, she didn't say, Oh, you sure? She said, oh, thank you, sir. Then she went and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. So what did she do? She prayed. She put it all out there for God. The Lord sent someone 
to give her confirmation or affirmation of her prayer. She received it and she ran with that and said, I'm going to eat. I'm going to choose to believe. And I know God is going to come through. How do we know it wasn't like instantly? Because if you look down, um, if you read further, you will see that in verse 26, she says, sir, do you remember me? She said, I am the very woman who stood here several years ago praying to the Lord. You see, she said several years ago. So when we pray and we think, oh, we prayed once for something and it's um, yes, we can have belief. But guess what? We can follow up. We can stand in agreement because through the days and through the times before it can be fulfilled, we're going to be discouraged and we have to build ourselves up. In being so that we're not discouraged to lose our hope, to lose our faith, and to lose our dream. So when we look in chapter two, I love this because it's Hannah's prayer of praise that when God came through in the following year of her prayer that she had promised to give up her son, to give her son to God and to the church and to the temple. Wow. Not only did she pray for her son, but she gave her son to God. So what I love in chapter two is she's like, my heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. Stop acting so proud and haughty. Don't speak with such arrogance for the Lord is a God who knows what you have done. He will judge your actions. So when we are in our struggle, we have to have a, a, a place of humbleness, not a, pap- a place of anger, anguish, distress, and bitterness toward other people. But we have to take on the spirit of peace. We have to be calm. We have to be patient. We have to f- put our trust in God. We have to fill our spirit with the word of God. We have to surround ourselves with people who will encourage, love us, and bear with us and pray with us. So today, I want you to um, look at 1 Samuel 1 and, and 2 and think about how desperate Hannah was to have a child, that the priest mistook her for drunk. You know, are you praying so desperately that people are concerned about you praying so much Or is it that you're not praying enough? That she found that she wasn't satisfied with just the love of her husband or maybe material things. You can ask yourself, that desperate feeling that you have, has that been placed there by God so that you would draw closer to him? That he could use you and what he's called you to do to do greater things? Because isn't it true that the son that Hannah had not only came forth to bless her, but blessed a nation? That was he not the child that would impact Israel's history? That he was a a figure that came between the judges and the kings. He brought leadership back to a nation. Hannah didn't know that when she had that desire in her heart for a son, 
She didn't know what God's plans were. She didn't even know that he might have instilled that within her. What has God put in you that is burning desire? You might say, well, it's just for a husband, but you don't know who that husband may be. You don't know who that child may be. You don't know if God brings you finances, what he may do through those finances to bless the kingdom. So what could you do to get on your knees? It's free. It's simple. Get on your knees and release the anguish, the desperate feeling and and what's in your heart before God. And then trust and let allow yourself to just stand in that place of confidence and hope and truth and know that he'll fulfill his word. So today, it's time for you to fight back with that desperation and that hope and that truth and not let the enemy steal it from you. Some of you may be drinking to get rid of your despair, but be drunk in the spirit. Drink his word. Drink his truth. And know that his love and the power of the blood of Jesus covers you each and every day. Be blessed and talk to you next time. In Jesus' name, amen.